another struggle, another obstacle, another problem. Ain't no telling where I'm about to go. Ain't no telling what I'm about to do. But I don't need you telling me what I need to do or who I need to be. Just let me be free. It's it's fuck it's disgusting, it's it that they're manipulating, and it, again it's a tax on the poor, because they can't afford an extra fucking fifty cents a motherfucking gallon. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Good morning, jesters. Good morning, jestettes. Good morning, fellow jesterians. Ooh, a little chilly out here this morning. Woo woo, but it's okay. Because it's not super cold. It's just probably around 12, 13 degrees. Which isn't super, super cold. But it's still a little chilly. Maybe a little warmer than that. Maybe it's up to about 20. And, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Pickle. I love you. I fucking miss you, man. Oh, I, 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 I want to get to know you, man. I do. For real, for real. Yo. But now, let's discuss these motherfucking mandates, man. Emergency. They're, they're getting emergency use for children for this COVID shot. This. I saw a fucking video. Yes, I shared a video yesterday about the fucking Fauci saying, oh, we. Well, it wasn't him saying, but there was this other dude that said, we need an excited entity, something to disrupt. And the dude's like, da da da, da. Then Fauci goes, you have to go through all these steps to, to make sure it's safe. And da 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 We can skip all that if this were to happen. And this was like a few months before the pandemic. So, hmm. What the fuck you think happened, man? They were talking about it right the fuck there, man. Oh, this, <laughs> but everybody's going, going with Fauci because God damn it, it's his vaccine. He's making all this goddamn money. He's, <laughs> he's so, he's getting so wealthy off of ignorance and stupidity and fucking compliance, man. And they're killing your fucking kids with a shot, man. <laughs> it, it, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. I'm just, I'm, I'm aggravated, I'm tore the fuck up, because what the fuck more can I fucking do? I'm this little pissant dude, talking in his makeshift office, trying to get, I, you, stop using that fucking word, I'm getting the word out to the best of my ability, but we want to, we want to reach a thousand subscribers by, uh, June, so hit that, uh, Follow button and share, share, get the word out there, man. It, it, uh, we, something needs to happen, man. There are people waking up. I know this. I know this. So just help everybody wake the fuck up, man. Spread the word of the jester, man. Help everybody join the jester revolution. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living, baby. Fuck yeah. Woo hoo hoo. Ah, uh, but now, oh, son of a bitch, let's start the vaporizer, because, ah, uh, I fucked up, I fucked up yesterday, ah, uh, I took some roaches without asking, I'm an asshole, like, I am 
completely disappointed in myself. I don't know why the fuck I did it. It was a stupid goddamn decision. But it is it it. Ah, so I apologize to everybody for my mistake. I mean, it was it was fucked up. I'm very disappointed in myself. Ooh, but no, no, I I shouldn't have said that right there. I should have waited till the end because that's gonna fuck everything up. No, no, because you know what? Was done. Was done. Bun can't be undone. So fucking, we gotta make shit happen, buddy. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna get back into our conversation with Dr. Carl Hart and drug use for grown-ups. Chasing liberty in the land of fear. My light's about dying, but it's okay. We're going to make it work. Where did I leave off there? He was, he, we're talking about methamphetamine and D-amphetamine and all this. As I had seen in the lab with my research participants, both MDMA and methamphetamine dramatically increased euphoria in Robin and me. What I mean is that we were energized and stimulated and intensely enjoyed each other's company and conversations. We were grateful for our children and the life we had built. Under the influence of MDMA, however, I felt far more empathy and intimacy and openness than when I had taken the methamphetamine. Another striking difference I have noticed between the two drugs is the phenomenon young people refer to as rolling or the waves. In my experience, rolling is a unique MDMA effect. It can be described as intermittent, intense feeling of pleasure, gratitude, and energy. When I'm rolling, I just want to breathe deeply and enjoy it. The simple act of breathing can be extremely pleasurable. I would never have known about this or other unique MDMA-related effects if I had relied exclusively on my lab measures. Before using MDMA, I was too ignorant to even know that I wasn't informed enough to ask the most appropriate research questions. These experiences helped me to more fully appreciate the potential value of anecdotal drug reports. It's difficult to adequately describe the distinct effects produced by MDMA. I recall a conversation that Lorraine and I once had on the topic back when I was still MDMA naive. I asked her to tell me the difference between MDMA and other amphetamines. She looked at me with a sad, intense, sympathetic look in her eyes and said, Man, if you don't know, you'll never know. I snapped back. What kind of fucking response is that? I now get it. Oh, is my bag's about full. My bag's about full. So let's, uh, let's pause it. Right her. Stop it. We'll get this. Okay, go back to reading about his MDMA experience. Hmm, I now get it. <coughs> Cough break. Ooh. Ah, okay. What kind of fucking response is that? I now get it. Still, <coughs> I'm left with the task of explaining this difference in terms that non-MDMA users might understand. Perhaps this music analogy will help. 
2015, on a cold November night in Liverpool Hotel, my musician friend, Stephen, pulled up a YouTube video of Al Green singing, Jesus is Waiting. This was a recording of Green's April 6, 1974, Soul Train performance. At the time, Soul Train was the most popular black American music and dance television program. But on that day, Green would transport the Soul Train dancers to the black church. <coughs> Cough break. Woo! Standing before the audience, with his arm in a sling around his neck, he began with the Lord's Prayer. With his eyes closed for much of the song and sweat streaming down his face, Green gave the most transcendent performance I had ever seen on Soul Train or anywhere else. He reminded me exactly why I so value our shared sacred space. I said, yeah, if you're broken down, Jesus is waiting. Don't let yourself down. <laughs> Back in the 1970s, Green was one of my mom's favorite artists, so I had heard this song many times. It was part of the soundtrack of my childhood and is still one of my favorite songs. But I can say with absolute certainty that none of the other recordings of Jesus is Waiting comes close to moving me the way the Soul Train performance does. That's the difference between MDMA and methamphetamine. Huh. O okay, okay, I get it now. It's... Okay, fucking perfect. It's uh, huh? You 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 guys can figure that metaphor out on your own. How, what is what does music mean to you? Is that because that's that's ah uh, wow. I never drugs drugs are a lot like music, man. It, they hit everybody different. Cough break. Ah, uh, woo wee. Where was I, buddy? Okay. As I reconsider my data from our study that compared methamphetamine with MDMA in the lab, I'm haunted by many things I did wrong. Had we allowed our participants to take each drug with an intimate partner in a private setting, I think we would have been in a better position to document more clear differences between the effects produced by each of the drugs. Of course, we should have also included direct measures of empathy, intimacy, and openness, among others, that more closely correspond to the unique effects that many people report when under the influence of MDMA. At present, the measures typically used in lab studies fall short at capturing some of the most crucial aspects of recreational drug use. It took me nearly 20 years and a dozen, and I'm sorry, it took me nearly 20 years and dozens of scientific publications in the area of neuropsychopharmacology to recognize my own biases against amphetamines. I can only hope that you don't require as much time and scientific activity in order to understand why reasonable adults might use this class of drugs. And I hope that this knowledge engenders less judgment against the great... Oh, Jesus Christ. And I hope that this acknowledge... You are so fucking dumb. Learn to fucking read, idiot. And I hope that this knowledge engenders less judgment against the greater... 
judgment against and greater empathy for people who use amphetamines. As I looked out the window of the soul-bound Korean air flight as it took off from the Manila airport, I felt a tremendous amount of ambivalence. I was relieved, of course, <clears throat> because I no longer felt my life was in danger. But I was also profoundly sad for the people of the Philippines, especially the poor. They were the primary targets of Duterte's war on methamphetamine. It also wasn't lost on me that in medicine, methamphetamine is used to improve the lives of patients. Recreational users take it to feel good and... Increase energy. In short, amphetamines help to make people feel better. How can we be against people pursuing happiness? As I settled into the flight, the Eiley brothers were singing in my headphones, Dress me up for battle when all I want is peace. Nation after nation turning into beasts. Whoo! Intense, man. What's that? That is the end of chapter five. <clears throat> Cough break. Oh shit. Huh. I, I, I forgot I was recording. <laughs> That's what happens when you get high. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So yeah, man. Drug use. Using drugs as an adult makes you feel good makes you feel better and doesn't the american constitution say that you have the right to pursue happiness all these victimless crimes because people are pursuing happiness all these people that's right that's just all these people in jail because they were pursuing happiness that's that that seems kind of uh not unconstitutional to me, buddy. Like just these these substances are just arbitrarily made illegal. Like weed was made illegal because of racism. Because smoking weed made white women want to have sex with black men. Uh fucking Snorting a line made black men fucking invincible to bullets under 38 caliber. What the fuck, man? It's all based on racism. Oh, bigotry. Stop using that fucking word because that word is fucking... It should be eradicated from the goddamn dictionary. We are all of the same motherfucking race, man. If you hate somebody because of the color of their skin, that's bigotry. That's because you're a fucking idiot. You judge people based on their fucking character, man. How are they? Are they good fucking people? Or are they not good fucking people? That's how you fucking want to judge people. Oh, Jesus. Now, now you're just ranting. <laughs> but you high, man. We got high this morning because of your bullshit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Cough break. Oh, goodness. Wow. That shit was intense, man. Like, like the fucking circus, man. Wow! But what we can do now is we can just dive into the UFC.
because it's not real. So you can pre we can pretend dive into the pretend UFC. Why the fuck not, right? Let's see what kind of bull spit these mother truckers are trying to sell us today. If you have a topic or a story or just something you want the gesture's opinion on, go ahead and leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash SWTJ. Sessions with the gesture, baby. Yeah, yeah. We got a glimpse yesterday of the world as it looks to Russian President Vladimir Putin. For the first time in weeks, the Russian leader spoke in public. He was at a news conference with the visiting leader of Hungary, and he offered a distinctive spin on more than 100,000 troops massed near Ukraine. Putin described an invasion not as something he's made extensive preparations to do, but as a trap the United States wants to lure him into. He speaks here through an interpreter. Their main job is to deter the development of Russia, to hinder the development of Russia. And in this sense, Ukraine is just a tool. You can do it in various ways. You can drag us into some kind of military conflict, armed conflict, and by using their allies in Europe to impose these hardline sanctions against us that the United States is talking about. With us on the line now from Kiev, Ukraine, is NPR's Daniel Estrin. Hey there, Daniel. Hi, Steve. How did Putin's words sound when you heard them in Kiev? Well, you know, for Ukrainians, they're... First off, Putin is a... He, he's right. Well, you know, he's he probably planned this all out, saying I'm going to... Well, obviously, I'm going to move these trips, uh, troops here, and then illegitimate Joe's going to freak out and start some shit and over-exaggerate and overestimate and da-da-da-da, and the bullshit is going to just escalate and now we're still looking for the false flag by the u.s we are still looking for something to happen to draw us into a war i mean that that's that's their fucking play that's what they fucking do i mean there there's so many examples throughout history really reassured by anything Putin says. I mean, yesterday I met a combat veteran in his print shop, and he had a dartboard with Putin's face on it. <laughs> so that's the attitude oh, towards Putin here. But yesterday's remark from, from Putin were important. Like you said, it was the first time he spoke publicly about this Ukraine crisis uh, since December. And Putin said he wanted to explain the logic of our behavior and our proposals. He said it's all about NATO. Countries in Eastern Europe, close to Russia, have joined NATO. Uh, weapon systems have been positioned in those countries. And Putin says that's not defensive. That's a military threat to our country, especially if Ukraine joins NATO. So Russia's demand remains. No to Ukraine ever joining NATO. Putin has not Fair enough. on that. And Fair uh, enough. as you said, he, he claimed the U.S. was dragging Russia into a war kind of as a pretext so they could impose new sanctions on Russia. And Putin also had this well. new argument which was, he said, let's say Ukraine goes to war with Crimea to recapture that Ukrainian territory that Russia captured in 2014. He said, if Ukraine tries to recapture Crimea, would Russia then have to go to war with the whole NATO bloc? And we feel the need at this point, I think, to just observe all of this is about the possibility of Ukraine joining NATO, which Russia does not want. And it's not clear at all that the NATO alliance wants that either. The United States has said it would be a nice idea. They said that years ago, but NATO has made no move actually to do it. So this is an argument over stopping a thing that isn't happening. Now, Ukraine's president had a visitor, as I understand. You can stopping a thing that isn't happening, huh? There, Chuck.
Isn't that what fucking illegitimate Joe did? He stopped an invasion that wasn't happening? Get the fuck out of here, man. What? what? <laughs> Prime Minister Boris Johnson, what did you hear from him? That's right, he spoke alongside uh, the president, and he, he framed this as a possible incursion, as a possible conflict, not just between Russia and Ukraine, but between Russia and all of Europe. Here's what he said. We have to face a, a grim reality, which is that uh, as we stand here, uh, Volodymyr, uh, today more than 100,000 Russian troops are gathering on your border in perhaps the biggest demonstration of hostility towards Ukraine in our lifetimes. And he said the UK is preparing sanctions and he threatens to use them the moment the first Russian soldier steps further into Ukraine. And I guess we should just note there are some Russian soldiers in parts of Ukraine. There's a Russian army just across the border uh, in Belarus, not very far from where you are. What's it like to be in Kiev in this moment? There's no panic in the streets here, Steve. Life yeah, is because they, they, and, uh, they've they accepted their fucking fate. They know what the fuck's going to happen. We, we heard yesterday Putin is still ready for dialogue. We know that the Ukrainian government has paid the Bidens millions of fucking dollars. We don't know why. Well, they might know. They might not say why, but we don't know why the true reason. See, corruption feeds off corruption. They're both fucking corrupt. And that's why fucking Putin doesn't want goddamn Ukraine to become part of NATO because, well, they're already corrupt. Who the fuck knows what the fuck's going to happen? This is all just bullshit. <laughs> Putin is understanding. See, I hate to be pro-Putin on this, but I'm definitely not pro-illegitimate Joe fucking Biden because that's bullshit. So, listen, 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 listen. Let, let's just go back to it, man. I lost my train of thought. And here's Daniel Estrin. Thanks so much. You're welcome. If you like the show and want to support us directly, check us out on Venmo at the underscore jester. Peace. does a mistaken text message reveal about pro football? That text message is part of a lawsuit over racism in the NFL. Most National Football League players are black. Only one of 32 head coaches is black. And that long-standing reality is the backdrop for the suit by former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores. His class action suit alleges racism in hiring and names the NFL as well as three teams, the Giants, Broncos, and Dolphins. The NFL calls his claims without merit. ESPN panelist and Washington Post columnist Kevin Blackstone is back with us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks for joining us. There is a lot in this lawsuit, but one key... <sighs> I'm this... This is disgusting. Racism. I hate... Big, just call it fucking bigotry because we are all the same motherfucking race. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> of evidence is that text message from <laughs> Belichick, one of the great coaches in the history of pro football. What was going on at the time of that message and what happened? Well, Bill Belichick had two guys play coach on his staff for a few years. One was Brian Flores and the other one was, uh, was a guy named Brian Dayball. And they both happened to be up for the same job. And 
uh, Bill Belichick texted one of them to let him know that he was getting the job. He texted uh, Dayball, so he thought, but it actually went to Brian Flores. And it was two days before Brian Flores was supposed to interview for the job. And it was congratulating Dayball for actually getting the job. But the text actually went to Flores. So he played the cards of the hiring, and uh, Flores would then go ahead to take the interview, knowing that, in fact, it was a sham interview, which exposes the league on all number of fronts. But basically... But that doesn't prove bigotry. That doesn't prove bigotry. The fuck are you talking about? ...within the league was just a ruse. I want to explain that the Rooney rule, if I'm not mistaken, is a long-standing NFL rule. They've acknowledged they have a problem with diversity at the top. They've said if you're interviewing, if a team is interviewing for a top job, you got to interview at least one person of color. And Flores was essentially finding out he was being fake interviewed for a job that was already settled. Absolutely, which is which was devastating and angering to him, frustrating to him. <sighs> See, um, they're, they're, they're twisting facts. I don't know if what they're saying the is true because I'm not an NFL guy. being used but <laughs> as a, a public relations cover uh, was actually true in this particular incident. And this is, as you pointed out, from the finest coach, the greatest coach, arguably, in the history of the NFL, Bill Belichick at the Patriots. And I guess we should be slightly fair in that Belichick wasn't the one doing the hiring, but he was the one who had some inside information on all of this. Absolutely. Which, But let's say Bill Belichick because he didn't make a decision. Of that coaches who are he was told to what the fuck to do. Coaches of color. But it, you know what? This is all just... If the white boy network... The white oh. man network in the NFL is put at the lawsuit. Speaking briefly here and granting the NFL has basically denied everything, does the lawsuit sound like the NFL that you cover? Um, it uh, does sound like the NFL that I've covered for uh, uh, most of my sports career. It's very problematic that black coaches have had a very difficult time getting jobs, holding on to jobs once they get them, and being treated the same as white coaches uh, when it comes to oh. uh, their successes and failures. I, and the one thing I would say about the part about um, Ross that is dragged into this is that's beyond discrimination. This calls into whether or yeah, not the it goes up to monetary that, to, that's, the public, that's, to ticket buyers who thought they were getting an honest game in front of them. This well, that's on them the because Dolphins, I don't know. Has NFL ever been an honest? Well, it so was at once, I'm Thank sure. You. you have a Roku? If you do, you should add channel 716. That's C-H-A-N-N-E-L space 716. It's full of classic films and local news now with loads and loads of original content on the way. Downloading channel 716 to your Roku is going to be one of the best decisions you've made today. Let's get back to the show. Crude oil prices just set new seven-year highs, and some analysts are predicting we could go back to $100 per barrel soon. These prices have a big impact on everyone's pocketbooks. And now the oil cartel, OPEC, and its allies are meeting today to talk about the... <laughs> <laughs> and here's Camila Domenoski is here to make sense of it. Right. Well, good morning. I just thought of something. Never mind. What is driving up oil prices? <laughs> a lot of things. You, you have geopolitical tensions on the one hand. If you think about who's going to be... Oil prices went up when Trump was president. Just saying. 
the table today. It includes Russia. We just got an update about the situation in Ukraine. Saudi Arabia. There's this conflict with Houthi rebels. This could all cause huge disruptions to the market. Then there's demand, which is pretty strong. Despite Omicron, the world is using a lot of oil right now. And then the biggest factor is that supply just isn't keeping pace. And hypothetically, OPEC could change this in today's meeting, but it's not at all clear if they actually will. Well, this, why would they change it? They're making mad fucking profit. Why would they diminish their profit? That's capitalism for you, man. That's what that's what happens when you have a fucking monopoly on motherfucking oil. I I I thought we were pretty much self-sufficient on oil. I don't know if I don't fucking know, but still, it it's it's fuck it's disgusting. It's it that they're manipulating, and it, again, it's a tax on the poor because they can't afford an extra fucking fifty cents a motherfucking gallon. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like it's a tax on the fucking poor, the proletariat. Sometimes in the past, they tax have some more. Have said, okay, we'll pump a few million more barrels. Per inflation day. plus price of gas is raising on top of inflation. Well, Fuck yeah, let's, let's keep it going. Fuck yeah, legitimate Joe Biden, man. They're already going flat out and can't meet their quotas today. But a lot of other major players don't really want to pump more. Precisely because Fuck of the price down. I, I'm thinking this uh, was... A, Ashraf, uh, he heads global energy well, no, you see, from Accenture, and I God damn it, right this was fucking planned. It, this was fucking... You know, I was wrong. This whole fucking pandemic was planned. Scamdemic. Fucking just so people can get a goddamn... New fucking vaccine on the fucking so market. Fucking Fauci said so his goddamn self. Because otherwise you have to go through all these stages to make sure it's safe. Fuck you. So they're giving yeah, so this fucking now, untested vaccine to your fucking kids? Fuck them, man. Prices. Fuck these people. Um, it, it could be a small factor, and it could be a factor in the future. The big question is whether supply and demand go down at the same time. If companies are feeling pressured by the government to pump less oil before the world actually starts using less oil, mm -hmm. then those climate and policies fucking would be contributing switch to, to electric fucking cars. That's a good fucking demand, plan, right? man. But on the topic of companies being under pressure to pump less oil, there's actually something else happening unrelated to climate that's super significant right now, which is a lot of companies are under pressure from their shareholders to spit out money back to their investors rather than put profit. It into production. Give me money. Um, and Fuck you, pay is, me. It's another factor that's Fuck you, pay me. Right <laughs> that's so how it is, man. That's just fucking how it is. For me or for anybody else who's filling up a, you Fuck know, you car the gas pump or doing anything else. Who yeah, cares about I mean, you, Chuck? You, 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 you're drowning all these motherfuckers with your fucking lines. So who gives a fuck about you, Chuck? High. And transportation costs affect the price of everything else that gets shipped around. We've also seen a lot of volatility in natural gas prices. When they're high, that drives up heating and electricity costs. This is just so it's fucking awesome. They're just the taxing the proletariat till they're fucking really dead. Right till they can't afford and to fucking live. That and that's, that, then the homeless like fucking, this, then we're homeless. It's always a dangerous thing to predict, but for now... Then all the fucking wealthy motherfuckers are buying up all the real estate, so they're collecting rent every goddamn month. Fueling inflation fears. Camila, thanks. That's a good one. Well done. Thank you. That's it, Pierce. Camila Dominoski.
71 Degrees and Cloudy is an amazing little head shop right in the heart of Lakewood, New York. Or you can find them at 710andcloudy.com where you can use code word SWED10, save 10% on your order. They have all your smoking deals on your smoking accessories. Check out 710andcloudy.com or 50 Chautauqua Avenue in Lakewood, New York. Now let's get back to the show. That was the UFC for Wednesday, February 2nd. Deuce, deuce. You know what today is? Today is deuce, 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 deuce. <laughs> and these, these fucking mother truckers coming at you still, man. Let's start up this vaporizer. These, uh, the first story was about Russia, Vladimir Putin. And how it was all just a big, like Joe, like illegitimate Joe Biden said. It was a misunderstanding. It was it was a misinterpretation, an overreaction, you can say, on illegitimate Joe Biden's part. But they don't care. Like I said, we're still looking for this goddamn false flag to draw us into war. Now it might not happen because even NPR is saying, well, it was an overreaction by... Well, they're not, they're not saying that in those words. But Putin is, and they're fucking agreeing with goddamn Putin... So I'm not the only goddamn one. Hey there, fellow Jesterians. Let me tell you about a sponsor of ours that is now part of the Jester family. Shine On Botanicals is one of the purest CBD distillate on the market. We have tinctures, roll-ons, vapes, gummies. We also have pet tinctures. Email the promoting gesture at gmail.com. Put shine on the subject line and list what you would like to purchase. By the end of the week, you will receive an invoice. Easy peasy. Now let's get back to the UFC. Because corruption feeds off corruption, man. And the Ukrainian president, government has been paying, or has paid illegitimate Bi- Joe Biden and his family millions of fucking dollars. We don't know why. But they did. They did. We don't know why. But they did. Corruption feeds off corruption. And Putin doesn't want that corruption on his motherfucking border. So he doesn't want them to join NATO. Completely under-fucking-standable. So go fuck yourself with this bullshit. Just stirring up a fucking hornet's nest for nothing. Because Joe Biden wants to have a legacy as president. Fuck you, old man. Step the fuck down. You're 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 not worthy of the goddamn position you're in. And the second story was about bigotry in the NFL. I, I I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I don't. I I'm not. I'm I'm not an NFL guy. So if there is bigotry, well, they're they're not very smart. Obviously. So let's move the fuck on. Last story was about crude oil. And the price is rising. <laughs> it's two feet high and rising. Listen, buddy. This bull spit, this fucking. This is all just a game. A game of profits for big oil companies. 
They don't want to increase the supply because that lessens their profits and it's all about profits. Corporations, shareholders, fuck you, pay me. I don't get, fuck you, pay me. That's exactly their goddamn feelings, man. It's, it's gross. I, I use that word a lot, but it's just, it's untasteful, man. It's just, it's despicable fucking behavior. But everybody just is okay with it because, oh, we don't have any... You do have the fucking power. Stand the fuck up and say, listen, man, I'm not gonna fuck... I don't recognize your goddamn authority anymore. Fuck you. I can run my own goddamn life. I'm becoming more and more of an anarchist every goddamn day. Very much pro-anarchy, and I kind of want to get back into reading this anarchy handbook. Uh, uh, it's uh, a group of essays... Assembled by Mr. Michael Malice. I kind of want to get back into reading it. it. It's heavy. It's heavy shit. But it's. I just. I want to. I want to. I want to impart knowledge. But so after. After drug use for adults. I think we might get back into that. Because fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but that, I'm sorry. I got off track. Uh, let's stop this. And let's go back to talking about the price of crude oil. So gas prices are going up. It didn't go up when Trump was president. But then again, a lot of shit didn't happen. Well, a lot, it was it's all a continuation of democratic policies, man. The DNC is a goddamn domestic terror group because they don't care about the country. It's not country first. It's party first. Party first. Power for the party. And then the country. That's treasonous, man. Because this is a country of fucking 33 million motherfucking people. Or is there's 100? I don't... 300... There's a lot of fucking people in this goddamn country. And these goddamn democratic motherfuckers are just spreading lies. They... they they're, they're spreading a fucking virus. Because this fucking mRNA vaccine wasn't fucking tested. Properly. It, Fauci said in that fucking video. Well, you gotta do all this and all this. And you gotta get all these tested. That could take, at best, a decade. So if we do this, this will have to happen to introduce this into the population. And we're just going to, I don't care about how you see things. It's we're going to do it our way because we fucking know better. That's what he fucking said, man. Two, three months before this fucking scam fucking demic, man. He should go to fucking prison for the rest of his fucking life, man. Jesus Christ, this is just, it's its pathetic, despicable, and just, what the fuck, man? <sighs> Motherfucker. I'm, I'm aggravated. Motherfucker. Oh, well. Listen, what we're going to do now is we're going to check in with Mr. Ben. We're going to see what space weather is going to be for deuce, 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 deucer. Fuck yeah. Woo -hoo -hoo. Good morning, Mr. Ben. Good morning, folks. We've got a number of interesting items for you today. Lightning, a comet disaster in the past, and Earth's magnetic field. 
But first, we expected a little CME overnight, so let's begin at spaceweathernews.com and find the last day on our star, mostly quiet. The coronal hole turns through center disk, and on the north, departing, we find one burst towards the end of the sequence. Let's go to the CME impact at Earth first. Quiet solar wind was modestly enhanced as the shock wave came across our planet right about the time it was expected. Not very fast, not very dense, but an easily noticeable shock signature which drove only minor geomagnetic activity. We did get several high C-class flares, and one of these tried to pop out a CME. Most of the plasma did collapse back down. We will still be watching the sunspots on the north and south. They are large and developing flare capabilities, and the coronal hole will enhance geospace solar wind this weekend. Eyes on the sun. And now, eyes on the ocean, as the first Sentinel-6 sea-level height product is released. It is always so incredible to see how much variation there is in the ocean at any given time. They like to paint sea-level rise as homogenous in the news, but there are always above and below average areas. Now, let's head into the past. Yet another example of an ancient civilization disappearing suddenly and modern scientists blaming it on a comet. As with every other instance of this kind, there are tremendous signs that it was actually a solar event, especially the sediment and isotope analysis. Of course, this one hits the super flare timeline as well, perfectly hard to ignore. Up next, we have a look at modeling the magnetic field over the Holocene. It mentions how the modern shift is unlike anything seen over that period, which is kind of obvious. We haven't had an excursion since 12,000 years ago, and we're back in one now. But look at where the South Atlantic anomaly used to be, the Northeast Indian Ocean, the exact place where the North and South magnetic poles are set to meet in their shift on collision course for Sumatra. Now, that's a coincidence. And it brings us to yesterday's big story on lightning. It was just a couple years ago we reported new records for distance and duration of a strike. Anyone remember this one? Well, yesterday, they described new records for both. And both of those bolts happened a couple years ago, but it does take that long to analyze some of the data. As almost every article is shockingly and correctly pointing out, this has nothing to do with climate change or global warming or human pollution. But what they leave out is it does have to do with cosmic rays, the global electric circuit, and the changing electrodynamics of Earth. Again, because we are entering geomagnetic excursion and approaching the next stage of Earth. We greatly appreciate your support. We've got wind maps and shots of our star to close. Subscribe and we'll do this all again tomorrow. Right here, but right now at 6 a.m. in the new Valley of the Sun. Eyes open. No fear. Be safe, everyone. Good shit, Mr. Ben. Good shit. Great episode, man. Um, remember to subscribe to Suspicious Observers on YouTube. Uh, get full impact of his videos and stay up to date as to what's popping off cosmologically. Quote of the day. Optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. Helen Keller. You need hope. You need confidence. You need to be able you need to have the ability to say, yeah, I can do that. Let's make it happen. Let's get it done. Yay! Just a reminder, we're gonna hit a thousand subscribers by June, so hit that follow button and share. Share, share. Make everybody aware of the jester and join the jester revolution, baby. If you ain't laughing, you ain't living. So be a better version of yourself.
schmuck the weed every day and just make shit happen.